Hey, ladies, thank you so much for coming back uh, for another show. I'm so excited to introduce my next guest, Les O'Hara. He is amazing. You guys are just going to love him. He has been able to do something that lots of people try to do in the construction business, which is kind of have a very successful, maybe individual run business or family business, and then transition it to something even bigger. So Les, thank you so much for being on the show. Camille, such an honor just getting to know you and, and all that you do for your audience. This is very exciting for me. That's great. So tell us where you live, like where are you coming in from? So we kind of have a sense of that in the country. Well, today it's Chicago, Illinois area, but any other day it could be Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It could be downtown Chicago. It could be Nashville. It could be Florida. It could be California. We have four boys. We have three grandkids. We have short-term rentals all across the country. And my wife, Julie, and I, we don't like staying in one place at, uh, for very long. So today we're in Chicago, going up to Milwaukee uh, this week. Looking forward to it. Oh, that's fantastic. My husband would love that. He loves to travel. And if he could, I'm a kind of a homebody, but if he could do it, he would live somebody somewhere new like every year. So yeah. <laughs> it's, you're living his dream. Yeah. <laughs> He was in the military, so he loves, you know, he loves exploring new places. So um, that's fantastic. And I love that you're into real estate, too. That's fabulous. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So take me back to kind of you've been in business for a long time. Take me back to your very first um, business, which I know was a roofing company and kind of your background with that and how you built this to be a really, really successful business in the trades. So about 35 years ago. My dad, who is a former police lieutenant in Chicago, all the years of me growing up and playing sports, uh, he his moonlighting job was having a little roofing company on the side. Mm -hmm. And when he retired, he started growing it and he got it to about 600000 in sales. And I failed out as trying to be an insurance salesman up in college. And uh, Julie and I had our first son, Zach. And I just could not make enough money. So I had to ask dad for a job. I moved our family back here to Chicago thinking, I'm just going to work for the roofing company for a year, save money, go back. We love Minnesota. We love the people. And 35 years later, here I am. But uh, what we did is pretty remarkable that we took that $600,000 business and, and in less than five years, we were doing six million. And, and we just really, I'm a liberal arts major, so I didn't bring any business uh, acumen, but I did bring what I learned from the insurance business, which was data and marketing and lead gen. And I, I started putting some of those uh, uh, instruments into the business and that really helped us scale. So we grew really fast but we made a lot of mistakes. Um, but at the end of the day, we started um, buying other roofing companies, starting other kind of businesses, masonry, uh, insulation. Um, uh, I was an air duct cleaning uh, franchise for a new concept out of Michigan called Ducks. Just a lot of stuff uh, in the trades and uh, kind of that's where I'm landing now is trying to stay in the trades and helping people that are in the trades. 
Wow. What a story. How did you, I'm always curious, like, how did you get the confidence to, you know, you're coming from insurance, kind of a little, as you said, a little bit unsuccessful, like, and then you join your dad's business and you grow it from, you know, 600,000, which is still impressive to several million dollars. Like, where did you get the confidence to like, even know you could do that or think you could do that? Like what, where did that ambition come from? Yeah, I didn't really have any confidence. I was a mad reader. I would be reading so many books. It was it was truly an MBA in business. I was trying to figure out all of the stuff uh, that I didn't have any knowledge on from college or real world experience other than a little bit of salesmanship. But I really leaned on to great books and who are the masters and it was you know good to great and it was the e-myth and it was um um you what know, about profit both, first did you ever read profit first i mean that's kind I of book, but it, it is a number of my clients uh get into that but i i never did um, yeah. once once you started having the complexity of all those different checking accounts it kind of checked <laughs> me out so you know you you know me, you're coaching me on keeping things simple. That's uh, what I'm doing as well. Yeah. But um, what I realized was I was just, you can't learn business just from books. So I actually um, started getting mentored by a group of uh, Christian business owners that would meet once a month and they would um, one, one time a month, one person in the group, they would show their financials and um, yeah, you would get, you would, you would hear how the other guys in different businesses were, were mentoring and advising. And that group really started giving me some of the, the um, uh, legs under me where I was yeah. starting to learn a little bit more. And then it was uh, one of the gentlemen in the group recommended the E-Myth and Sure enough, I hired an Emith consultant, and then it really opened my eyes of, oh, this is how you really own a business and run a business that is not truly dependent on you working in the business. You work on the business. And that was a game changer. And ultimately, that's what I coach my uh, contractors to this day is my framework of the Emith. That's fabulous. Well, I love that they, your Christian business group, you know, I wish more people did that. They were, because it's vulnerable to like show your financials, right? Like it's, it's, it's a little bit disconcerting sometimes. And um, I think that's a great learning experience was them showing them. So you just saw right away what people were doing well or not so well, or how to improve. Like, I think that's fabulous. I highly recommend if someone can find you know, a group where people feel comfortable sharing really real numbers, right? Not just, yes. oh, my, this is doing good. Like, I think that was very, it sounds like that was very insightful for you. And um, it let you speed up that process combined with obviously the E-Myth, which I've talked about. And I love that book. I read that when I was like in high school. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it changed every business I did after that, basically. So, um, Okay. So you did the roofing company and then I know you sold the roofing company and it's now, I think a very large successful company all over the country, correct? Yeah. I'm so proud of uh, who I mentored and uh, sold it to. It was a, uh, a general manager of mine, Luke Coleman, and he just took this company to another level. 
and it's now top 10 largest roofing companies in the country. And it's an honor that, you know, it still has, you know, my father's name on it. It's called O'Hara Sun Roofing. And it's just been great to, you know, do that. And I, I've, I've just realized what, what a blessing it is to be able to have people join your organization, sell them on a vision, and then ultimately um, let them take it on to the next step and let them grow. So yeah. believe it or not, I get mentored by, by him more than uh, vice versa now because, you know, you never know who you can learn from. Yeah, that's fabulous. I I love that story because so often it doesn't work, you know, and I love that it actually really worked the way we all like hope it does when you sell your business or, you know, I hear, I hear so many horror stories when people sell their business and then the new owners just tank it and it like ruins the legacy or they, I don't know, they just don't do it in the same way and the customer service is bad and like this is just a great example of it actually working. So I think that's fabulous. Um, okay. So you sold that business and then you went on and I love this part. You learned how to kind of franchise, uh, like a franchising model. This was the next thing you wanted to delve into. Tell us a little bit about this. Cause I do think in the construction industry, so many more types of businesses could be franchisable, right? So can you speak a little bit to that? Yeah. So it was a very interesting time that one of my childhood friends, he had started an air duct cleaning business in Michigan and he was growing it very uh, successfully. And then he brought that concept to one of the largest franchisers in the country, um, service brands. And they needed to, to prove out the concept. So him and I being friends and he knew I was in the trades, he said, Hey, I'll make you a sweet offer. I'll give you all of Chicago. Um, I'd like you to be on the concept development team. And so there was four of us in four different markets and we would all meet. And it was almost that same uh, group setting where we're sharing financials, we're sharing marketing ideas. How and that's fun. where I, yeah, it was really great. And I really made an impact for that um, organization because I had a lot of marketing ideas and a lot of um, good ideas came from me. I ended up being a two-time national franchise of the year once the concept uh, went national and we were bringing on lots of people. But then I was able to see the e-myth in full effect here because yeah. now, uh, you know, when you sell a, a franchise, you com it comes with all the systems and, and processes. And so that was really neat. And so that was another, I guess, um, journey for me to learn that part of the business. And then having sold the, the roofing business, now I was starting other businesses and I was using the same concepts to help me build it, even if it wasn't just in the trades. So yeah, very, very interesting time. I did sell that one, by the way, too to a longtime general manager, mentored him in the business. He took it to a whole nother level. He recently exited out for so many, so big money. Um, he took it all to the West Coast and in multiple states. So it's just, you know, it's, it's fun. It's like uh, seeing your athletes, you know, go on and, and become, you know, Hall of Fame. It's yeah. like I had, I had these, 
these 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 small athletes learning the blocking and tackling with me, but then they went to the Hall of Fame. That's fabulous. Wow. Well, I love the level of success you've had and just sort of the variety of things that you've been able to put into practice. And, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show was because I think uh, obviously the show is very pro women. We're trying to get more women in the trades and there are so many women in the trades that I feel like your expertise could be so helpful for them. Um, It's hard to find mentors if you're a woman business owner in the trades, right? And so having somebody that's just done a lot of different kinds of businesses in the trades, I think would be so helpful for women. So I want to transition a little bit to your next big project, like kind of your big passion project, which is called Contractor Huddle. And it's this software system that you developed that basically models that same kind of system, that EMIS system, but with even more, right? So can you talk a little bit about like the genesis of this, why you developed it and how women now and men obviously can sign up for this software and it kind of like runs your business. Like, tell me a little bit about Contractor Huddle. So if we go back about seven years now, when I sold most of the businesses that I had in the contracting space, I ha- we have four boys and they're they're all athletes and I coached them all uh, in their youth sports. And we didn't have a sports training facility in our area that we would me and me and Julie would be driving them all around uh, to go to far far places to get training. So, of course, me as the serial entrepreneur said, I'm just going to open up one of these here by our house. So I went out and raised the money and uh, 22,000 square feet, really beautiful facility, indoor turf, track, weight room, batting cages, basketball court. And it was it was the premier uh, place for athletes in the northwest suburbs. That was the good news. And my kids loved it and they were so sounds proud. Fun. Of it sounds it. fun. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And I was getting to coach really high caliber athletes. And at the same time, I was mentoring uh, some of these uh, former employees and I was people were coming to me to mentor. And what I got out of that was, man, I am a really good coach. And I, I just recognize this is one of my strengths. People that um, are good, I can help make them great if they have the right attitude. So, and then I realized, you know what, is there a way that I could combine my passion for coaching and my strength with coaching? And actually, what are my other strengths? Well, I guess it is building and scaling construction companies. So can I marry those two into uh, something that would be great? And so about that same time, I put out some Facebook ads, you know, saying, do you need do you need a coach if you're, you're a construction business owner? And I started getting clients and I started working with them one-on-one and I started realizing here's the pain points. And it was all the pain points that I had already gone through. And then I started doing what I got from those original meetings with the um, uh, Christian business owners, which was financial accountability. Mm -hmm. And so we would be working, um, very diligently in getting the numbers to the owner and making sure they don't run out of cash 
and making sure what's profitable and what marketing's working and what kind of ROIs they're getting. And then as I was doing it one-on-one, I started putting these videos together and the systems so that I could um, even offer it to even more people. So today, uh, as we have it, the contractor huddle is um, my e-myth for contractors. It's all of my systems. It's all of my processes that I have used over the last 35 years to run these kind of companies successfully and with not a lot of uh, 50, 60 hour work weeks. So the example I use is my masonry company. I currently run it. I love, uh, Camille, how you uh, do the same. As you coach people, you still have a real live company. It just adds uh, uh, so much to your credibility. But I own a masonry company and it, it runs uh, basically itself because we put all these systems and processes together and that um, uh, takes care of my family and it gives me the extra hours for me to devote to working with other business owners and making them have success in businesses that, that run for them, not them working in the business. That's fabulous. So, so you develop this whole software. So it's a, it's a monthly subscription, right? And it basically, from what I understand, it helps you figure out your money, <laughs> right? And your finances and get on track. So you actually know like how to automate some or just systematize that, I would say it. And then sales and marketing, right? You help them with automating some of the sales to get the right leads into their business, right? Which then creates this sort of synergy. Am I understanding that right? You are the playbook. Um, all of the systems and processes for running the business is in the playbook. And then the sales and marketing automation. So one of the things that was, um, I guess, a, a big driver of our success, especially early on, was the adoption of technologies that other competitors weren't using. And so I was one of the early people that used the ACT database, it was called, and then it turned into Goldmine. And it was basically a CRM that would uh, allow you to keep track of all your sales opportunities and all of your customers and the remarketing to them and staying in front of them and customizing messages to them. That always was one of my uh, key, key drivers. So um, over the last couple of years out in the marketplace, there is so many CRMs and pipelines and uh, HubSpots and, and, and they do all of that. And I've tried them all and none of them are easy to use. So um, me and my son, Devin, we founded Build 12. It's the sales and marketing platform that really lets any construction business owner put all of their sales and marketing automations uh in a system that really helps them run that whole side of the business uh, in about five hours a week. Mm. Yeah, I can see how this uh, is like a big missing piece because it, you know if you're a sole operator, you got a couple of couple of employees, but you're spending most of your time if you're the business owner, generally sales, right? You're constantly having to bring in new customers, and um, and then the other thing is I think there's a lot of pinch points with just delivery, right? You can get caught up in the delivery of it. And yes. before you know it, both of these are completely out of whack. You don't have enough sales when you need them. You got you have too much things that need to get done when you don't have enough time to. And it's real easy for that stuff to get out of 
you know, kind of control. So it sounds like this software is going to help you start to create some predictability in your business. Yeah, it's it's pipeline management. You know, what I've where where I failed at a lot of times in my career was sell, 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 and then you got all the sales in and then you start producing it. And then you're so, uh, you, you have your head in production so much and getting them done that when the jobs, uh, get done, you realize you, you stopped, right. You're uh, out of sales. <laughs> you're out of sales. And now you got to go pump the well again. And then boom, boom, yep. boom, boom, boom. You're working for 30, 60, 90 days. And then it's that vicious cycle. So what this software allows you to do, we call it pipeline marketing, is knowing where everyone is in your pipeline so that you can continually stay in front of them. But more importantly, those people that uh, you normally would only be hitting up when you need the work, you're staying in front of them being top of mind so that this is going to uh, uh, be a more even flow of your business over, uh, over the length of time. Yeah. And I would imagine that it brings a lot of referrals because you're kind of constantly in front of the right people at the right time. And they're like selling cycle that my guess would be you get a lot more referrals as well because they're always thinking of you basically. And you're doing a good job of making them feel special and important and noticed, right? Like I would imagine that happens. So, so true. That happens organically, but what we've taken the next step and this is why it's kind of built for the construction spaces. We know that your Google reviews are one of the most important things that you have to be doing in order to be found online. So this automates that anyone that you would put in your pipeline, you say, this is a sole job, they're paid then, and you just mark them as such. And it's going to um, request reviews. And it's also going to give the, the, the client, the opportunity to refer you to their friends and family and give them gift cards and all of these nice bells and whistles so that, you know, you don't have to be thinking about that and and running a system. The automations do that for you. Wow. That's fabulous. So I know um, a part of this is that you do offer coaching, right? And thank God, because it sounds like you're (laughs) having a lot of knowledge and, and you've just seen so many different kinds of businesses. So um, speak a little bit about how you think you, you particularly are good at coaching women on creating some of this automation and systemization in their business to basically grow their businesses like exponentially, like speak to why you think women specifically in the trades are kind of a hidden group of people who are great at working, but need help with this. Well, one of my favorite clients is Hannah Vogel from Vogel Roofing down in Naples. And what I get excited about her is that the untapped market for women in construction, uh, the construction space is just really telling that message of why, how you got in the business and why it's important to realize that as a woman business owner, you have a unique advantage that you're giving the client. So crafting that message and the vision is where I first work um, with a woman business owner because it's unique and um, it's definitely stands out in our space because if I had to say it, well, I mean, what's the percentage of construction owners that are women? It's so small that that is that is such a competitive advantage. 
So it's crafting the the vision and the, the, the company story so that it can be told. And then it's how do we get that message out to the marketplace? And um, some people use PR. Uh, it's, it's great to get uh, articles um, through the blog posts on the websites. We put those um, and um, BNI, those kind of meetings, networking meetings. So we, we have... Uh, a, a great effort of them going out to the community and to talk about the company. There's so many great events that are just for women business owners that uniquely, you know, allow the woman owner to stand out in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So that's where we start. And um, now that I've met you and uh, all that I'm learning about podcasting, I think that would be the, the ultimate, you know, next step for a woman business owner is to learn how to do podcasting in order to set herself uh, apart from the competition. Yeah, I love that um, you recognized right away, like I've talked, I feel like I've said this for years and no one's listening. <laughs> but uh, Let's I think say it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just being a woman in the trades is such an enormous competitive advantage. And I, and I know the women that are successful understand that and see that. But I think so many coaches or, or men that are might, you know, use have them as customers don't recognize that. And it is such a it's just an untapped resource. I know myself as a cabinet maker, I got so many jobs. I was already a good cabinet maker. And obviously I could prove that I was a good cabinet maker. But I know I got so many of those jobs because the wife of the house resonated yep. with me as a woman, period. Absolutely. And I got Absolutely. the job because of that. Um, and so I just think, I love that you recognize that and that you've helped Hannah, you know, especially in roofing, right. It's even more unusual to find a woman in that. It's a very hard job. And, uh, it was my first job in a, as an apprentice in the carpenters union, we did roofing and it was really freaking hard. <laughs> so, and hot where I live. Um, so it sounds you know what like else? Yeah, I just ahead. wanted to, I just wanted to interject on that, but there's so many owners that is really a husband and wife team. Yep. that the the wife and all that she does and her background really doesn't get told that story as well. It's not and being so, used in marketing at all. Yeah, not never, never. I know. And so um, to be able to show them separately and what they've done in their life, you know, even if you said I've raised uh, successfully three kids and, you know, yep. and this all is my passions. In the background yeah, for this plumbing exactly. company, like, Exactly. Yeah, they, they don't realize the untapped resource from a marketing standpoint of bringing those women front and center. I mean, how many times have we seen like, you know, the, the young lady that's at the front desk that basically is managing the entire business, right? Yeah. She's the first person everybody calls. She's the one solving problems nine, like all day long with the plumbing company and they never showcase her. And yet that would bring them way more clients. Right. Um, so oh, true. I'm, I'm writing, it. I'm writing this in the playbook starting tomorrow. Yeah. Nice. I love that you showcase that, which is, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on was I just think this is a big missing part in the, in the trades. And there are so many women now that are so successful, but they could be even more successful. So, um, you know, I just, I'm so glad you created this software. I'm so glad that you had the insight to come up with this kind of combination of coaching and software that solves the systemizing, um, you know, issues. And um, I know that you have a special for everybody that's listening. 
uh, ladies, I, I highly recommend that you sign up for this. He's going to be, we'll have a link in the show notes. He's going to be giving everybody a free trial month where you can book a demo and really dive into the software and see how it might be able to, you know, transform your tile business, your plumbing company, you know, your general contracting company, um, getting your business like really spiffed up, I think is a great thing to do going into 2024. Um, so Les, Tell me a little bit about, um, I mean, we've talked about the software, we talked about the coaching, but tell me a little bit about like, what's it like being a father of four sons? <laughs> Just a little bit to kind of wrap this up. You sound like an amazing dad and we love supporting fathers on this show. So what's it like being a, like a dad's dad to four guys? Well, um, stressful, that's for sure. <laughs> um but uh, we're really blessed. Our, our oldest uh, just got married uh, down in Florida, a beach wedding. And oh, we, we just got to see friends and family. And we were all afterwards, we said, that was stinking the best wedding we've ever been to. And, you know, of course, we're biased, but we've, yeah. and we've been to a lot of weddings. But truly remarkable, uh, the, the girlfriends and wives that our sons are finding are uniquely talented and just dynamos. And we're, you know, it's, it's fun now building another generation of uh, kids. Yeah. But what it's really interesting is that how many are coming around and wanting to learn about business now and entrepreneurship and um, that legacy I think uh, we're going to be passing on, you know, that they see that me and Julie, we started a company from scratch, you know, opening up Airbnbs and we just take risks and we just, we don't, we, we, we go after things, you know? So yeah. our motto and our family, it started with, it started with the sports training facility. I came up with the hashtag chasing greatness mm -hmm. and it's truly what our family you know, uses as a motto, we're all truly chasing to be the best versions of ourselves, the best companies we can build, the best software that we can um, bring to the marketplace, raise the best kids. We're, we're just chasing greatness. And it's an honor. And, uh, you know, it's, it's our duty as uh, fathers and mothers and grandparents. Yeah, that's fabulous. Well, I love it. Well, I know we've already talked about having you back next year to do like a deep dive into the software. I'm really um, excited to get into it and look around in there myself. Um, but you ladies going into Thanksgiving, you know, try to book a call with him and, um, you know, see if you can look at the demo and see if this might work for you to improve your business going into 2024. I mean, God knows the last few years, right. With COVID and everything that's been going on. Yes. I kind of feel like 2024 is like maybe like a really good fresh start. And, um, I would love to see some of my ladies listening sign up for this program and really, you know, just do some phenomenal stuff next year. So Les, thanks so much for, for joining us and sharing your story. Camille, thank you. I love the show and really I'm starting to love you. Thank you for all you do. <laughs> thanks.